0: Bodega, bodega, bodega. Alpha and Omega. <clears throat> Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. Sawing a Serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, Did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long detector test. Bundle your out- home and auto with progressive to today. The marmot mangled my mushy pork pancake. Progressive now Casualty boy. Insurance Company and affiliates. <laughs> Hello, my friends. This is Andy over the Andy Falco Show, coming to you live on Tuesday, 5.30. I bumped it up. Those of you that were expecting it to be on 6.30, I apologize. I had to move it up because I have to take my son to karate class. Uh, yesterday, I found out that the karate dojo opened up, uh, opened up, and so it started at 6.30. It, uh, it, uh, his class starts at 6.30, so I've had to change it. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to be talking about how the media and the attorney of, uh, of uh, Uh, you know, the attorneys that are doing these uh, press conferences, that's what it's called, are really, truly lighting a powder keg that is going to go off. And um, I I know that many of my shows lately have been (laughs) not, you know, I I like the last little graphic on my intro video that talks about shenanigans. I I I love having a good time, joking around, having singers on that kind of stuff, but this isn't unfortunately the time for that. And so um, I, I don't want to apologize for the tone of my last shows because the tone is is absolutely necessary. And those of you that are being quiet because you're afraid to speak your mind, I am sorry. It, it may be time for you to, to, um, to speak up uh, because things are going very poorly in, in our world. Um, uh, and so let me just talk about the sponsors. I know it's always tough. I start off with the very negative and then, hey, let's to talk about my sponsors. Let's talk about happy coffee. Today's happycoffee.com. Go to today's happycoffee.com to learn about this great coffee. I'm drinking it right now, as a matter of fact, too, to make sure I get I get a little boost to go to karate tonight. Um, and it has uh, uh, hormone-enhancing ingredients. Uh, people have been known to lo- lose a lot of weight after um, consuming uh, the coffee for a period of time. And it just simply makes you happy. So let me have a sip. See- a seep. <laughs> It doesn't help you speak, apparently. A happy sip. Wow, it's still hot. Okay. Um, and so that's today's happycoffee.com. It's fantastic. The flavor is good. They also have creamer, they also have uh, something called zest which um, you add to water uh, and like you do the coffee and it's got a lemony flavor and it's fantastic. Today's CBD oil for uh, CBD oil like this uh, made by Viseo. Uh, it's got the best formulation of CBD on the planet as liposub technology allows the nutrients to get in your body. And as I always say, Vaseo is one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world, which means they're doing it right. Uh, and then today's Viseo.com, visit that to get some great um, supplements for health, losing weight, um, anxiety, depression, uh, things that it potentially can help you with. I can't tell you that it can or else the FDA will shut me down. All right, so go to todaysviseo.com. All right, so um, uh, over the last couple of days, I've been talking about the Richard Brooks um, shooting in Atlanta and, uh, and, and it's just really taking the focus away from uh, George Floyd, right? George Floyd was clearly um, a an officer who went too far, uh, he's been arrested and, and charged with murder, uh, rightfully so based on every angle that I've watched, there's no excuse for what that uh, former officer did. Um, and so that is different, right? That is uh, justifiably, he has been placed under arrest and so have the other officers. I feel sad for the other, for two of the officers who only have four days on and one of them has three days on the time. I'm not sure that they deserve to be uh, convicted of murder. Uh, I think that there are some videos where they said, Hey dude, can you get up once you get off his neck? But, uh, at least one, if not two of the officers, uh, will probably for sure be convicted and I cannot see how they will not. And everything, um, will be fine for the most part, uh, unless something comes up. I don't know what could come up to get those two officers out of that predicament they're in. The only thing that can possibly happen is that they could plea their way out of it uh, as far as the murder two, uh, and they could drop it down to a murder three or some type of manslaughter. uh, And then we could probably have a little bit of an uproar uh, in the streets about that. So um, that'll be uh, something that we'll have to find, but that is our legal system. That's how it works, all right? So, but I wanna talk about, Richard Brooks and uh, the absurdity uh, that that officer, number one, was fired, and number two, that he's uh, looking at possibly facing charges. Uh, and number one, he shouldn't even be fired. So, uh, I, of course, I don't believe that uh, he should be facing charges. Uh, it is ridiculous. He was defending himself. He was doing the right thing. Um, you know, people, uh, these attorneys that get on and do these press conferences for the family are, are really lighting a powder keg because they're telling everybody in the world that, uh, and I've heard it again, even just today, and the media is not helping because they're showing these statements that are completely untrue that the cops did not give him a a, a sobriety test, that the cops did not give him a breathalyzer, that the the cops were scared, that the cops are untrained, that the cops, Um, uh, only uh, went to the call to bust some heads. All these things are continuing to be said. They're continuing to be fed out through the media. Uh, There's no um, uh, contrary um, uh, reporting or a a talking head that'll come on and say, oh no, you're wrong. That's not what happened. Here's what happened. They don't ask me to be on the show and to say, hey, what do you think as a former police officer and someone who investigates um, activity by law enforcement officers that is wrong as what I've done for the last 20 years. And I've gone on the stand and spoke against uh, officers. I personally have done that. I've investigated them and said, no, the officer did not do right here and got on the stand and do it. Nobody's asked me uh, for my opinion on any of these television shows. I'm not sure that they will um, because they don't want to hear an opinion like mine. Uh, The opinion like mine is through 30 years of doing this job and investigating police officers and telling you that the officer did nothing wrong. He did not violate any procedure manual. He didn't uh, violate um, the uh, steps when uh, determining what type of force to be used. He, he, they went from one step to the next step. to The next step It happened very quickly, very fast, right? Can you make a decision that fast to go from uh, from hands-on to taser to gun? And that split of a second, when things are happening so quickly, when you know people are around, when you're trying to save lives, when you're trying to in the, in the, in initially, the arrest was to protect him. Their arrest was to protect him. That's what they're forgetting because he had no idea where he was. They're not showing that on any show that I've ever seen. They've never shown as far as I could see on any news channel or any report that I've seen through the media that at the time that they asked him if he knew where he was, that he had no idea where he was. And what they're telling you is, well, they just simply could have let him go to do what? To wander around drunk to get hit by a car, to wander around drunk and, and be taken advantage of in a robbery of some sort, um, to walk around drunk in an area that he, he said he, did, he said he's somewhere else. he doesn't know where he's at. The arrest was to to, to not only um, uh, press charges against him for driving the vehicle to that location while he was drunk. And not only for being drunk in public, which is a separate crime that they could have charged him with and and probably we're gonna charge him with, but it's not just for the crime that he was committing. There's also a duty to not allow this man to get back into a car, to get an Uber, to go somewhere uh, into the neighborhood of which he didn't even know where he was. All of that is like, it's contrary to anything that I've ever been trained. The officers did exactly as they were trained and they were following the procedure. And instead, the attorneys for the family are getting on daily, the media is, is reporting not only on uh, MSNBC and uh, CNN, but also on Fox, and they're giving you a, a false story as to what happened. They keep repeating, he was shot in the back as he was running away. He was shot in the back as he was running away. He was shot in the back. <laughs> That's all you hear. They forget the part where he turned in and, and the uh, weapon, the taser and had it up towards his face. He is not trained to use that taser, number one. When you're trained to use a taser, it is actually a pretty safe uh, tool to use to take somebody down, but in the wrong hands, it's actually very dangerous. Not to mention that if you hit an officer with it and he goes down, now the suspect has access to any of the, any and all weapons that officer has to use, not only against the officers that's down, but the officer that's now approaching from behind. And none of that is being said. What is the problem with that, you say? Is that because I was around during the Rodney King um, uh, riots and the riots uh, occurred much Much of the reason they occurred was because the expectation was that the officers were going to be convicted. You kept hearing how bad they were. You kept hearing that how they they were horrible people, that they were racist. They were all these things, right? Everything about them was, and then they weren't convicted. And what happened? All hell broke loose. Do you not think that that's what's going to happen now based on what I've told you? I don't know. If one, one of two things are going to happen, maybe three things. Let me think. I think I had three points earlier. <laughs> now I only have two. Um, one is that the right thing will happen and they are not charged. That should, uh, yeah, three things. That was the third thing. So the right thing that'll happen is that they're not charged. That's the right thing that should happen. Do you understand? The right thing is that it, for sure the officer that shot him is not charged. The second officer, he can't be charged for anything. Um, but do you think that now based on what they've been told, they being the uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, the people who really don't care about Black Lives Matter, just let's get that straight right now. Uh, don't don't, don't fool yourself into thinking that Black Lives Matter really thinks that Black Lives Matter because they're protesting the wrong thing number one, and, they, and they've never made any changes uh, uh, when Black Lives were earlier. Remember, Black Lives Matter is the Democrat party. The Democrat party has done nothing for the black community for decades in all of these communities, just so you understand that, and you probably do, but I just wanna make sure you understand it. And so you have this this uh, organization who's fueling the fire, they're feeding off of the attorneys that are coming on and t- giving you bad information and, and literally lying, because they've seen all the video, and they are lying to you, and have been lying to you for, for a few days now. The media has been supporting these lies by airing it and also repeating without filling in the blanks of the truth with the truth uh, about what actually happened. And what our duty is, is law enforcement. Our duty as law enforcement is not only safeguard the community, but also safeguard the, the, uh, the life of the suspects. And they tried to do that, but he fought them. He turned a misdemeanor, a a very, just a soft misdemeanor into a full-fledged felony. I was going to use another one, another word in there. I'm, I'm being careful. Turned it into a felony. He turned it into a felony, not the officers. He turned it into a felony with punching them, fighting with them, stealing a weapon, running off, and then shooting at them. He turned it into a felony. That's what he did. He did that, not the officers. They keep turning this on to the officers. This is not the officer's issue. It is not them. They did everything by the book. They were as nice as they could possibly be. And they were stuck with a situation where they could not let him go. I keep hearing people say, well, they could have let him go. No, they could not let him go. All the training, all the way back in 1984, I was told you can't let that somebody that's that drunk go if you don't have something you could do with them. I have driven suspects home. I have. But he was so drunk he didn't know where he was. It was like beyond what I've I've helped people with. Most people they got well, yeah. I know I'm at the I'm at the Noggles here in in La Mirada uh, or wherever in Anaheim, and um, um, I I I shouldn't have been driving. I was like, where do you live? I lived like two blocks around the corner, and they really do live two blocks around the corner. See see the difference. Because you could say, okay, let me just drive you over there. Uh, don't do it again. I didn't care if they were black, Mexican, or white. Just so you know. I didn't do it just for white people. Um, but that, those are things, But these things you're being told is that they could have done all these. Things. Well, they couldn't because he didn't know where he was. Well, they knew who he was. Yeah, but their job is not. They're not, they're not go from law enforcement officer to Uber. And they're not going to drive him to another county or wherever he was actually from, which was a, a distance based on what the conversation was because he thought he was somewhere else you know, if it's two blocks down, if it's a couple streets down, but if it's another county over, I never drove anybody from Orange County to LA County. I never drove anybody from Orange County to San Diego County or Riverside County. No, they would not ever allow me to do that. If I would ask my Sergeant, Hey, I got this guy. He's really drunk. He doesn't know where he's at. um, And he thinks his girlfriend was here, but she's not. Um, Can I drive? Do you mind if I drive? And he would have said, what? No, you need to either hook him up, or, or if he's not drunk, then you let him go. But if he's too drunk, you can't let him go if he's too drunk. Right. And so you got to arrest. Him. There's no, it, it, I would have been the laughing stock of, of the world at that point. And so the problem is the, the, the media is they're setting all of us up for a huge fireball of an explosive riot. Because I'm telling you, unless the da has no guts and he's spineless he will try to place uh, press charges against the this officer for shooting him he will try and a lot of things happen right they they can move what would eventually be a trial uh to another location because do you think he's going to get a fair trial in uh, atlanta no do you think they're going to have just black people on the jury no um, do you think that um, they um, the truth will not come out where they have where they have to play the entire video and show that the officers were not scared? They will show that the officers did everything by the book. There was nothing that is against any policy that I ever read, ever. Right? They can make all these kinds where he could have no. There's a lot of things that you think he could have, but he truly cannot based on policy, based on law, based on what his duty is to the citizens of that community and what his duty is to that subject that he's talking to. Right? And so, oops, sorry. Wow. Just messed up my mic there. Sorry. (laughs) Getting excited here. And so we are in deep crap. I'm telling you, especially the people in Atlanta, because when he, uh, again, they they either are, are going to not prosecute, um which I don't know, gosh, I, I wish I could tell you, but I, 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 the amount of pressure that they're under to try to find that's why they've not, they've not done it yet. Or I'll say, if it was clear, they would already put, placed him under arrest because they wouldn't want to let what happened in uh, Minneapolis happen in Atlanta. If it was so clear cut, he would already be hooked up and, and already in jail. They were quick to fire him, that's easy to do. You can fire anybody for anything, not not lawfully. He can. He's gonna sue to get his job back um but i I bet you he's gonna sue to get his job back but not take his job back he'll take the money that's what i would do um but man they i I don't know what they're gonna do over the next couple days if they don't do something they're gonna either have to just get it over with and say hey we don't have enough to convict them there's nothing against the law uh, for what he did they're gonna have they should do that and then they should they should just get it over with they should bring in first bring in the national guard Fill the streets of Atlanta, fill the streets of New York, fill the streets of uh, of Seattle, fill the streets of Los Angeles, because it's just not going to be Atlanta. You you understand that, right? It's going to be all over the place. We need the National Guard to come in and they're going to have to make the announcement. Hey, we don't have enough to file charges against this police officer. As a matter of fact, we have to give him his job back. They make that announcement based just because what the media has done and the attorneys have done up to this point. I'm telling you, uh, I, I don't want to bring doom and gloom to you, but based on my experience with the uh, Rodney King riots, um, that that was nothing compared to what's going to happen, because they've set all of us up for a huge riot, and and I'm and I I just had the, I couldn't sleep last night because I kept thinking about this show that I was going to do. Do I do I need to warn people? Um, I, I went to the gun range yesterday, picked up a couple extra weapons, um, and, um, some more ammunition, uh, just because I need to make sure that my children are safe <clears throat> and, uh, need to protect them. And so I, this was a really important time. And I thought I have a duty based on what I know that if he's not charged that the riots will happen, they need to move in the national guard right now, um, and get them prepared there. They may be doing that right now. As far as I know, I don't know. I don't know for sure. None nobody that I know of, as far as my sources, know uh have have heard anything like that, but um at least I've not heard yet. The other thing that could happen is they could press charges from all the pressure and just go, let's just see what happens. Let's make him the sacrificial lamb and and now they press charges, and then year a year down the road, you know, when they finally get this to court, which is what it's going to be. I, I have cases that are two years old that I'm getting two to three years old. So who knows when this one will go? They they may try to speed things up to get them in, um, but again, they're going to move the um, the jurisdiction somewhere else. So they'll move uh, they'll move the um, uh, the trial to some other venue <clears throat> out of the city, out of the county. I don't know where they're going to take it, um, but. Um, Eventually, what will end up happening is that this officer will be vindicated. Uh, and when that day comes, it'll be bad. The only thing that I can think is if enough time goes by where they do charge him and they do convict him because uh, of, of pressure and not based on law, not based on the procedure manual, not based on anything that they just sees a sacrificial lamb and they charge him it, over time. He will get enough appeals and get to the Supreme Court. And there's no way. I'm telling you, I, I've, I've done this for a very long time. I've spent more time in court than almost anybody that I can think of in the United States on the stand testifying in court. Uh, I don't know anybody that's testified as much as I have. Uh, and I've never really said that out loud to a bunch of people, but I've been uh, on the stand. Uh, I've been in court most than, more than most attorneys. And uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, uh, I could be wrong. But so far, if you guys have been watching my shows for the last couple of weeks, I've not been wrong yet on any of my predictions of what's gonna happen. <clears throat> Let me show you a couple of things. And I and I just want you to keep this in mind. Uh, and this is important uh because they the, again we have this huge narrative and we have this 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 thing that, that we've been told that how back how bad police officers are. And so there's a couple of things I want to show you as to um why I think if they change the venue that he probably will not be convicted uh, and he will be found innocent of any charges. And that is Because when we really look at um, uh, use of force where officers shoot and kill somebody, it's not what you're being told. Um, And I've shared the stats with you, but I'm gonna compare two um, uh, um, jobs. There's another word for it, two industries. I guess that's a better way to put it, two industries where it involves human beings that have somebody else's life in their hands. What are those two things? Well, one of them is law enforcement, right? We have the most power of almost any, any job description out there. Almost any other than what? Doctors, right? Sometimes we just have to trust a doctor. All right, we're going to put you under and we're going to put this thing in you and then we're going to slice you open and then we're going to peel back your your chest, right? So, and you go, okay, <laughs> right? You, you have, you're in, I'm in your hands. I don't know what to do, right? And so that that's a lot of power. But same with law enforcement, we have tools that takes people's lives, right? And all we've been hearing about how, is how horribly trained we are over the years, I have told you just the opposite. We are so trained that you almost can't get cops on the street because we have so much training going on. I, I I went to San Luis Obispo for a week for training. And then the next year I went somewhere else for a week for training. And then I would travel around and I would train officers for weeks at a time. And they would have to take time off, not time off from, from uh, their duties, but time off from Uh, working the streets to attend something that I was training and I would train thousands of officers throughout the United States all the time. We were training constantly. We are training, we are training to failure constantly. And so this concept that you're thinking that you're hearing that they're untrained, that they're making bad decisions. I'm going to debunk that right now. All right. So here we go. So let's do the math. So calls for service last year were 50 million calls for service, and of course that's been rounded down or uh, up, one of the two. But 50 million is just a good round number. And unarmed suspects killed were 50. Now that doesn't mean there was an error. I'm going to go ahead and come back to my screen. So just because I'm telling you 50 suspects were shot and killed does not mean it was bad, right? But there are a few in there that, oops, I you know I thought he had a gun, he didn't have a gun. I thought. You know, I was trying to shoot the bad guy that's over there and then his girlfriend was in the way and we shot her instead. Those are those are times where somebody died uh, because of the activity happening around. And uh, only a couple of those 50 were actually, you know, what we would say, you know, that was that was, uh, you know, an accident, an accident. Those 50 unarmed does not mean they weren't violent. Most of them were violent. Most of them were trying to take a gun from a police officer, which would me- actually make them armed. But in the process of trying to take that gun, they never got it, and we had to shoot and kill them, or we had to stab them in the neck and then and then move it so that they would, you know, it would open them up, and then they would die uh, from being bled uh, from being bled out. And so, I just want to make sure that that's clear, and I, I don't want you to think that that's an error that that fifty. So this means that just last year. And I want to thank Greg Gutfeld for doing the math on this. I I didn't do the math. I probably couldn't have done the math, but he did the math. Uh, But the math is that 0.00001%. And and again, I'm going to use error only because it just is going to help with this thing. I'm going to say, let's just say it was error because the errors are actually less. You may be able to add another zero in there uh, and, and you may be um, more correct. Right. And so only 50, only, I mean, 50 people dying is not good, but they made in many of those cases, they made the choice and that's how they got killed. It wasn't that the officers went out there and sought people out, sought people out and decided, you know, we're going to go kill somebody. That's not what happened in those 50. In those 50, there was a call that happened or a visual of something going on that was criminal activity. And in, and then what followed was that somebody that was unarmed, unarmed died, all right? I had to use that figure because it's really hard to find the ones where, where it was an accident. I, I haven't been able to do that yet, but just unarmed. And, I, and, I, and I'm really hammering this point because I wanna make sure that you understand that this doesn't necessarily mean it was an error, all right? So we we are having all these riots, we're having all of this uh, you know, things in Congress, we're having all these changes and defunding the cops and dismantling the cops because because 0.0001% of the time um, something bad happens and you know, unfortunately somebody dies, it wasn't our. And we we're being told it's because cops are bad and they're systemically racist. But yet, and there's and they tell us that they're being killed every day. That's also what we've been told. I've been hearing that a lot. Uh, that every day a an officer kills a black man, that that's not possible. <laughs> it's not happening. All right. Now let's look at let's look at um, the medical field. So there's less medical procedures than there's calls. Thirty five million four hundred sixteen, uh, and this is in two thousand sixteen. This is the earliest I could find, or uh, you know, the closest to twenty twenty. So in 2016, 35,416,020, Medical procedures. Out of those procedures 251,454 people died due to errors. Errors. That is 9.5%. But, 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 but wait a minute. You want cops to be better than that. You want them to be perfect they're pretty close to being perfect. Even with all the bad cops that we have, which was again, a very small percentage, we still only have a 0.001 percentage of time where somebody's killed uh, when they're unarmed. And again, not necessarily made a bad decision to do that. And in little writing there, I have nine were black and 19 were white. Out of those 50 that were killed that were unarmed, nine were black and 19 were white. So you're still looking at even a smaller percentage when it, when it involves blacks. But then when medical doctors with less medical procedures than calls for service, when they make errors, it's happening 251,454 times where somebody dies. There's other studies that show that it's actually 440,000 people die because of medical errors. There's other studies that showed it higher. I use the lower number and the lower number still is 9.5%. The my point that I want to make sure that you understand there is that you're asking police officers to be better than doctors and they are. They are. Doctors have Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Let me fix something. April's going to yell at me about my autofocus. Let me turn this off. Sorry. So the point is, again, that we're asking officers and, you know, if somebody would have said that and said, we, they need to be better than anybody else out there. Uh, and, you know, but they're not. Uh, they are. They're a lot better. They're 0.001% of the time. Do they actually take... And it's again, it's going to be less when it involves somebody that doesn't have a weapon that somebody is killed. I don't know how much more perfect we can be. It, I, I said this yesterday. And I said it probably two or three times yesterday and the day before, is that the problem with the fact that... Uh, the, the problem with law enforcement is the same thing that the problem that we have in churches, is that there's people in there and people are not perfect. The situations are not perfect. You're asking cops to be perfect 100% of the time when the environment is not perfect, when the situation is not perfect, when they are having to respond to the aggression of somebody else, they are not actually the aggressors, they are having to respond to aggress- aggression. And you're asking them to be perfect in a non-perfect world, in an, un- in an imperfect uh, environment, uh, in the middle of the night when you're all sleeping and, and at the end of a 12 and a half hour shift, you're telling them to be perfect. They are pretty close to being perfect. 0.001% of the time. I don't know what else we can do. How much more training can, are they trying? Are they trying to take the human out out of a, We're human. We make mistakes. And on occasion, there's a bad cop. And even with the bad cops, it's still a pretty lo, uh, low percentage. We do need to get rid of the bad cops. But we're going to have rioting in the streets because you have been told that we are bad people, that we are systemically racist, that we are purposely going out there and killing people and that we make bad decisions every day, all the time, constantly that we are not well-trained that we shouldn't be going on these calls that a social worker should be going instead. Uh, before I jump off, cause I, I promised myself, I would keep this down to 30 minutes. One more thing I got to tell you is uh, this, the stuff that's being brought up and talked about, I'm just so concerned. Um, because they, uh, what was it? New Mexico. New Mexico came out. Well, we're replacing cops with social workers, um, and a, a lot of calls—not entirely, but with a lot of calls—and <laughs> there's there's going to be more death. I don't even know how to put it because the calls aren't always what they turn out to be. They're not always what they turn out to be. I, I can't tell you now if there's any officers on there. If you if you want to comment and put your comments on there and saying that you understand that that that. That how, how many times how many times was a call exactly what it came out across the radio so you're driving there in your patrol car right and let's say my 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 call numbers are 3k3 that's what they were on when i was a canine handler. so you go 3k3 I go 3k3 3k3 respond to a uh, um, a party call and this is a true call a party call on Sabina uh, uh whatever the address was on Sabina in Anaheim they go ten four, uh, and they go 330, uh, uh, 343, uh, You know, follow up three K three, or it's probably the other way around. Usually, a three K three is a follow up, but it doesn't matter. But it's a party call, so together we go to a party. So instead, what they're going to say, hey, we're going to send somebody that um, is a uh, it trained in loud noises and disturbances, and we can we can have somebody. You don't. We don't need a cop to go to a loud party call. There's actually loud music in a in an apartment. This was the call. The real call was loud music. And and loud noises coming from an apartment, second story, <clears throat> and um, and we go there. And sometimes, as cops, even we go. Ah, it's just loud. And sometimes you cancel people. But for whatever reason, uh, we didn't cancel each other. We it was late at night, two o'clock in the morning. Nothing else was really going on. Uh, maybe it's three o'clock in the morning. It was really late and um, or early, depending on how on what you look at. And so we respond. And I have a ride along. My nephew's with me on a ride along and we walk up the stairs and we're talking about you know hey what are you gonna do on your days off blah 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 as we're walking to the call next to each other what you we do quite often hey what are you doing how was your night oh it was good it was busy blah 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 and you're walking up the stairs and you hear the loud music bah, 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 bah. It's, it was hispanic music <clears throat> and we we heard it i go, shit. that guy's got his music loud right and we go and we knock on the door and I tell, my, I tell my nephew, because this is the right thing to do, uh, who was there on a ride-along, and I said, wait at the bottom of the stairs until they open the door, and then once it's safe, you can come on and see how we handle the call. And so my nephew's name is Brian. So I say, Brian, wait at the bottom of the stairs. When I tell you, when we, after we get in contact, I'll have you come up, and you can see what's happening with the call. So we knock on the door, nobody answers, nobody answers. And all of a sudden, my nephew goes, hey, Andy. And I'm going, hey. Well, I go, hold on. And we're trying to get in here. And we're pounding on the door. He goes, Andy. and I I go, hold on, and he goes, Andy, and I go, what, he goes, men are jumping out of the window, and they got guns, and suddenly now, and we boot the door open, we go in, we got to see a guy go out the door with a, with a uh, M16, jumping out the window, out from the second story, I run down the stairs, I'm chasing down two guys with guns, and we're running down the alley, I pop my door for my police dog to come out, my police dog casts up one, takes one down, takes one guy down, and then we get on the radio. We got men. We got armed men, three or four of them. We didn't know. Two of them are women. Three of them are men. They're all armed. They're running around their neighborhood. We set up a perimeter. We get the helicopter there, and the, it went to hell very quickly. We surrounded the place. We caught something like three out of the four or five people that were robbing this place. What they had done is they had everybody proned out in in uh, in Anaheim. Of course, we had a high Hispanic uh, uh, community. In an apartment, you have two or three families living in a two bedroom apartment. They all keep their money at home, right? They don't put it, they put it in mattresses or they hide it in boxes, whatever it is. And these guys came in to steal everything. The loud music was to cover up the commands for the telling the people to get down so they could tie them up by their hands and their feet and put tape over their mouths. The loud music was to hide all the activity that was going inside that apartment, right? The original call, what was it? Loud music, 3K3. 343 respond to loud music on Sabina. And we respond, not, you know, all with our guard down. Now, what's going to happen when you send, um, you know, Sally Smith uh, to go because her job is to handle all loud music calls. Because what they have are like warnings. Hey, you're, you're playing your music too loud. Stop doing that. If we have to come back another time, we're going to write you a citation. That's where most party calls would go. Do they always end up in a robbery? No, but I'm telling you, that is not an isolated incident that would happen have all the time all the time you would get a call hey domestic violence it's a you know the, the suspect has left uh just go uh the, the victim is asking for police to respond as you're there the guy had come back on the way there and now you're in a in a hand-to-hand combat with a guy that came back in the middle of you knocking on the door uh, i i can just go on there's all kinds of different scenarios i can give you i don't know this is not a good idea to, to replace law enforcement with social workers, with civilians that are unarmed. I hear it all the time. Well, we're gonna, send, we're gonna get some cops that are unarmed and they're gonna go and handle a bunch of these calls. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you know how many of those are gonna die? Do you know how many more officers are gonna die? Officers died that are armed because they're getting shot through the door when they're knocking on the door. Uh, this is not a good idea for, for this. For zero zero for percent of the time that we maybe make a mistake, maybe all this is for what? It's not true. It's it's not true. I'm telling you, I can find. I've been finding more. I've been doing more work on this than anything else, and I've not found anything that I can find. I've not found anything I can find. I've not found anything that justifies everything that we're going through right now. Nothing. Nothing. Are there bad cops? Yes. Did George Floyd get murdered by a police officer? Absolutely. I'm just dumbfounded as I I go into more statistics and research. Well, you're biased for police officers. No, I'm not. I, I testify against cops all the time. Cops hate me. A large community of cops. I have been erased from associations and organizations. I have been erased, and okay, that doesn't sound good about cops. But again, you know they they uh, don't trust people who who find them doing stuff that's wrong. That is a fact. That doesn't mean they are all doing something wrong. They they I, mean, I think sometimes they feel like hey we're doing good out here, and you're testifying against us. That is their view, and I say no. I'm only testifying against the cops who are patently lying and doing the wrong thing. And because of that, I have been shunned by law enforcement for the most part. I have been erased from the organizations that I've created. Two of them. I no longer exist in the minds of the history of any of those organizations that I founded and organized and created the bylaws for. I have been erased. But yet here I am telling you that cops are the high percentage of cops are good and make the right decisions on a daily basis. 50 million calls annually and 0.001% of the time somebody dies that's unarmed, which does not necessarily mean that they were wrong. So it's just important that you understand that and that we're gonna have a huge riot based on the, the words of a couple of attorneys and the media. The media that does this, I forgot I had this one too. This is another graphic I have. The media does this, right? They're saying on the left, and this is the New York Post cover, and it just points out that you have the hypocrisy that hey, everything's okay. The, the, the group on the left, they're okay. They won't catch the COVID-19. They are not, they're immune apparently to uh, everything. And so we're, they're not going to say anything bad about them. They're so afraid to say anything bad because they don't want to be canceled, Right? They don't, they don't want to be canceled on their Twitter and, and they don't want to be fired because they said black lives uh, Black lives matter um, should not be um, should not be getting together and protesting they, 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 they will not say that but then they'll say, hey, you can't go out there and you can't um, uh, you know go to a restaurant. you can't go to church. you can't do this. These are the people that are going to destroy our country because they are telling you that cops are bad. They're telling you that these the, that the officer who was involved in the Atlanta shooting, uh, was scared that um he should have just let him go that it would, the guy was only sleeping in his car that they killed him because he was sleeping in his car that is not how he got shot that is not why he was shot but we're listening not we other people are listening they're they're fueling this flame they were they're 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 putting powder gunpowder into this powder keg and and it's getting larger with every day It's getting more filled with lies, misconceptions, and rhetoric, and it's getting larger and larger every day. And when that officer is found innocent, it is going to explode. Instead of what they should have said, hey, this was different than the George Floyd incident. This officer followed the procedure. I know it looks bad. You'll have little breakouts, little fires here and there. But if they would have been honest and said, listen, he followed the procedure. What, he couldn't let this guy go because he was too drunk. He didn't know where he was. He thought his wife was there. His wife was nowhere to be found or his girlfriend, whatever it was, his, his bay. He thought his bay was there. His bay wasn't there. That his bay was driving the car. No, he, she wasn't driving the car. He was driving the car. They couldn't let him go. Especially after they, he punched them in the face and stole their taser and fought them off like rag dolls. They couldn't let him go. I'm sorry. The only reason he got shot in the back is because he turned and shot. And then by the time the officer reaction time, there's always reaction time that is a is a fact. If they if they call me to come in and testify, I will talk about reaction time. That you cannot determine where the shots hit because of reaction time. It's it's an impossibility. You cannot you are seeing the shot and the muzzle flash, and you're drawing your weapon and shooting, right? You're doing it as quickly as you can so that you can stay alive. But because of that reaction, it gives the suspect time to turn around and now he's being shot in the back. The, the thought of shooting him was when he was facing him, pointing the gun at him and pulling the trigger. That's when the thought entered his brain to pull the weapon and shoot him. In reaction time, it gives the time for the suspect to turn around to show his back and the bullets are already coming out and there's no pulling them back and there's no way of taking that decision back because the officer thought at the time that he was being shot at that his life was in danger. That's all you need to know to know that this officer did the right thing, and he was given no choice but to shoot back at that suspect as he was running away. Sadly enough, he was shot in the back with two rounds. He fired three times. he missed one. He, he could have hit him three times. But he, and then and then what does he do? They, he apply CPR. He's giving him CPR to keep him alive. He's telling him to stay alive. He's talking to him. He never was so afraid that he did not do his job. They still continue to give him first aid, even though his attorney is telling you that they let him die, that they didn't give him first aid, that they kicked him. That's what I heard that the attorney said that the attorney said they kicked him. There's no evidence in any of the videos that I saw that anybody kicked him. All I saw was them giving him CPR. But what you're hearing and all you want to hear and all the media will show you is that they that the attorney said that he was kicked by the officer after he was shot. Which is bullshit. And what's going to happen? Rioting. Destruction. Looting. Because they didn't tell you the truth. And then perhaps this officer may get charged. He may convict, get convicted, but I'm telling you, at some point he is not going to jail because he didn't do anything wrong. I'm telling you from, again, I'm just gonna repeat it because it's important because some people join halfway through. I've been in law enforcement for th- over 30 years, 21 20 years as a police officer, the rest of that time investigating law enforcement officers uh, and what they do while they're on duty, whether it was right or wrong. And I testify against police officers on a regular basis. And if I thought something was wrong, just like I saw that something was wrong with the George Floyd case. And I told you it was wrong in this case with the with the um, Rayshard uh, Brooks case. He didn't do anything wrong. And um, it will eventually come out. I, I don't know what this DA is going to do again. If, if it was a clear cut, closed case, they would already press charges on them. They know that they're in trouble and they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. Um, and it's going to be bad. All right, my friends, I got to take my, my son to karate. I appreciate you um, uh, commenting, please share. I really appreciate you sharing this out. I'm thankful that uh, we have well into the 7,000 of views just on one of the pages. This goes out on two different Facebook pages, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Um, I don't add all those up. So somewhere in the neighborhood, about seven or 8,000 people are viewing these videos. I appreciate it, please share. Uh, people need to know and be prepared and hear the truth. It may save, um, you know, a few people uh, from, uh, ex- you know, going crazy when they hear it, maybe they'll think, oh, man, I, I thought it was something completely different. So it's helpful that you share it. Uh, you know, I'm a small guy here in Orange County, California. Uh, you know, eight thousand views is not a lot in the world of the, the Internet. Uh, but um, if it just helps a couple of people understand the truth, uh, it may it may help somewhere. All right, my friends, uh, I appreciate it very much. Got to go to karate. Uh, and uh, just again, I, I appreciate. Um, uh just you being there and and watching and, and sharing my message. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye.